Welcome to Leaders in Conversation, a series of podcasts in which leaders share their inspirational personal leadership stories. In this episode, I am delighted to be in conversation with Steve Radcliffe. Steve is a much sought after leadership coach, trusted partner to leaders and their teams, helping them to grow their leadership and to be the best that they can be. Steve is the creator of Future Engage Deliver, a simple and practical approach to developing your leadership, and is the author of the best-selling book, Leadership Plain and Simple. Welcome, Steve, to Leaders in Conversation. Thank you very much, Annie. Great to be here. Steve, you describe yourself as a trusted partner to leaders. What and who shaped this sense of partnership, starting with where you grew up, and some of the key experiences and people that have shaped you and what you care about. Now, you do realise, Annie, that this is seriously turning the tables on me because I've <laughs> spent the last 20-odd years asking other people these questions and never having to face them myself. So I'm feeling very exposed with you this morning. <laughs> yes, I've had to do some new thinking, actually, ahead of the podcast knowing that questions like this would come my way. So it's been an opportunity to revisit my early days in Wigan, uh, Lancashire, and what was I like, and how challenging was my time at Oxford. I think a golden thread, if there is one, is that there's something about me always looking to help other people, whether that was... uh, colleagues in the same class at school or friends at university or coaching the college football team and helping develop footballers. It will have manifested itself in different ways at different times in my life. But since the age of 38, when I packed in the corporate world, I have offered myself, exactly as you said, as a trusted partner to people, many of them have been in a position to make a big difference in the world. I've been thinking about what is it about me that leads to me helping, wanting to help other people, and I don't know the answer to that. I am this way, but I don't know fully why I am this way. Were there people in your early childhood, Steve, who showed you the way teachers, educators, influencers who helped you and were role models for you? Yes, yes. Actually, my father uh, appears on the radar screen very quickly there because my father was a teacher and was somebody in the local area who people would pop into for a few words of wisdom. I always remember one little tale with the neighbours next door coming in to talk to dad about their son. So maybe I followed in my dad's footsteps as a bit of a teacher and and guide and help to others. You are a wonderful storyteller, writer of articles and books, helping people hmm. to to learn and to grow and to develop as leaders. What about your mum, Steve? Mum, interestingly, had a few jobs over the years in an admin, and one of them was as a secretary to a school. So she also was in the education arena. I don't see my mum as a strong influence on me. 
if I think of fond memories of my mum, it would be settling down at 7.30 on Mondays and Wednesdays to watch Coronation Street. Although we know each other, Steve, I don't know whether you have brothers and sisters. Yes, I have an older brother by four years and a younger sister by three. Uh, I'm sad, actually, to report that we're not particularly close. We weren't an affectionate um, family, but we are in touch and we do communicate. In fact, my sister Jean rang yesterday and last week I was texting my brother with asthma issues in South Africa, having got COVID, uh, and I thought the worst, actually. But he's bounced back and is back to his eating, drinking and socialising days. Good to hear, because we are living through an extraordinary time where helping each other is more important and necessary than ever before. Yes. In terms of your education and your passion for helping others to learn and grow, Steve, were there people who encouraged and enabled you to see beyond Wigan to Oxford? Interestingly, when you have me think of Oxford, I think of being alone. And I don't have vivid thoughts or memories of mentors or coaches or guides. I do have very, very fond memories of knocking about with a bunch of mates and 45 years later we're still Zooming regularly on Sunday nights. I had a wonderful time friends-wise and playing football and table football and punting and socialising. But in terms of the whole teaching, guiding, coaching, mentoring side of things, I felt quite alone and just carving my own path in the world. At the same time as developing really strong friendships. How am I built the way I'm built? I, I don't really know, but certainly one of my characteristics is making good friends along the way. Um, the other texting yesterday was with some friends from Procter & Gamble only 40 years ago. Uh, and we'll be meeting up at uh, RHS Wisley and walking round the grounds there in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Wonderful. So, so the friend side has always been a, a big one for me. I know you to be also a family man. When I was um, reflecting the other day, what's really important to me uh, family on the top of the list. Uh, if there are a few things in life I'm really proud of, one of them will be contributing with Sharon um, along by my side and us together helping bring three lovely kids in, into the world and helping them turn out to be confident, engaging, fun, generous people each walking a path of their own liking that we've not spent any time influencing. So very, very important. In fact, the other year, once they'd all gone to uh, university for two of them and setting them himself up in a business for the other, I had a lovely spell of time where I was thinking, my work is done. The reason I'm here has been to bring these three children into the world and help set their trajectory for them to follow. And that's happened. So that's it. What else is there? 
And I had quite a time of peaceful, peaceful lethargy is the phrase that comes to mind. Um, because what else mattered? Of course, in time, this came along and that came along and all the opportunity to do that came along. So the engines got started again. But it was a fascinating moment in time to think my job is done. I get the impression, Steve, that your job is far from done mm. in terms of your ambition to yeah. help anybody, wherever they are, whoever they are, to grow and develop their leadership. You left the corporate world when you were about 38 years old. Was it clear to you what the difference was that you may wanted to make through your being a trusted partner and helping people to be leaders, whoever they are, mm. irrespective of title? There are a number of important milestones in my life and one of them started at this very dining table I'm sitting at today and it was 29 years ago when we were having dinner with Chris one of my friends from university and he started talking about a self-development course he'd been on which encouraged him to think about what did he really care about and what did he want to do with his life and what was the difference he wanted to make? And I sat there thinking, I've hardly spent any time thinking about these big questions. So that was the start of a number of months of reflecting on these questions and following Chris to go to this self-development program and then doing some thinking beyond that. And within a space of about four months, it was crystal clear to me, this is who I want to be. I want to be a trusted partner to people trying to make a bigger difference in the world. And having been in leadership positions, I think I'm in a good position to help lots of people be clearer on what is the difference they make and more powerful in making it happen. And that's what I've been doing for the subsequent 29 years with all sorts of people, from people with mega titles and mega jobs and global remits to a teacher in the local school and a member of the local village parish council and all points in between. What you're describing in your leadership is an absolute reaching out, very inclusive approach hmm invitation to everyone whoever they are wherever they are to to grow and develop absolutely so sometimes i say the badge over my door may well be leadership coach or leadership expert but actually if we slow the tapes down of what i've been doing for the last many years it's been on the level of human beings not job titles and positions and I've helped some human beings be more confident, some be more engaging, some be more resilient, some uh, bounce back from difficult times faster, all to help them be at their best more of the time and thereby make a bigger difference in the world. And I feel very lucky that the thinking I've done in this area I have demonstrated for 20-odd years now, really can help anyone 
in any situation, whether they lead people in a team or not, I can help them make a bigger difference. And that is both thrilling and highly frustrating because there are billions of people on the planet who don't know about this. <laughs> so my work will never be done, Annie, as you rightly say. Um, but I'll keep giving it a good go while the energy's here. Well, one of the things that you talk about in your wonderful, simple approach to developing leadership, future, engage, deliver, is that we deliver through others. And although your work you describe as never being done, because of the impact that you've had on so many people and helped them grow their leadership, they in turn will be carrying that message of helping people to be at their best more of the time. Yes. One of my fascinations, I can remember a conversation with a capable leader and I said, we should stop talking about your leadership. Because in the position you're in, you cannot have the future you want for, for the country unless you become the best in the land at developing others as leaders. So it's one thing for me to help you become a more effective leader. But actually, there is a much bigger prize if you take on fully developing others as leaders. And that then, from then on, became one of my planks of how I and others can make a bigger difference. Don't just develop yourself. Learn how to and take on developing others as well. And developing others to lead and make a bigger difference through being in touch with what they care about. Hmm. It, it was really interesting, uh, developing my thinking over the years in this space. And I had a, a number of moments of insight. And one of them was about the fuel for people's journey in trying to make a, a bigger difference. Where do people get that fuel from? Where do they get that energy from? And what I realized from reflecting on my many years of being a coach to leaders, but also doing loads of reading, and see what the best of others had to say about this, is that actually to help you really make a bigger difference in the future and be a more capable and powerful leader, you've got to wind yourself back into a deep, deeper place, which is start by getting in touch with what you care about and then get clearer on how you want to bring that to the world. Now, this connection is really, really important because as somebody once said, when you're learning to ride a bike, failing is not falling off the bike. Failing is not getting back on the bike. And when you're in a position where you're trying to make a difference in the world and create a future which is different to the present, so you're then going to have inertia and roadblocks and barriers and you'll have setbacks and disappointments, why will you, having been knocked off the bike, get back on it? The answer is because the future you want to create is connected to what you care about, the source of your energy to make that bigger difference. 
So I've had some fun times coaching some people because they've been expecting me to ask questions about the history of the organization and the future business plan and the six-point strategy and so on and so on. And I said, let me tell you where I'd like you to start. Tell me, what do you care about? There's usually a few moments of silence. Which, of course, is the question that I asked you. What do you really care about? And you care about being a trusted partner and helping other people. Yes. So along the way about thinking about these things, I look at human beings and marvel at our wonderfulness. And at the same time, I can see how all of us are limited in some ways or other. And I wish education at school included knowing yourself better, being aware of your limits, and being smarter at going beyond them. What I've been doing, sitting with either individuals or groups or hundreds for 20-odd years, is helping people do that, know themselves in a different way, be aware of themselves from different angles, in particular, be in touch with and be aware of their limits, but be smarter at going beyond them. And everybody can do it, and it doesn't matter what position you're in. And that's me going back to my work I see as being about people and human beings, not job positions and titles. And I wish some of the thinking about who we are was introduced to children at school. This needn't be for businesses only and for managers only and for people in leadership positions. We as human beings can be smarter at being at our best more of the time. And being aware of what takes us from being at our best and limits us being aware of our triggers and also I think being aware of what can help us get back to being at our best which in, can include other people through being in connection with other people which as we mentioned earlier is something that we all need more than ever at this time. Uh, absolutely I I uh, always have two messages when I'm working with people. The first message, which I'm pretty relentless at initially, is this is all about you and what you're like and how you come across and what gives you energy and what takes it away and so on and so on. The first message is this is about you. But the second message is do not travel alone. If you want to make that bigger difference, you have to have a support team and there are two reasons at, at least for having that support team one is you will fall off the bike at times others can help you get back on the bike by listening to you by creating a safe space where you can download by giving you that arm around the shoulder, that bit of encouragement, that bit of acknowledgement. Friends and contacts and people around you in what I call your support team can help you get back on the bike. The second way they are, can be very powerful is at the heart of bringing other people with us to make a bigger difference is our impact on others. 
And this is something I've realized we cannot work out for ourselves. I have a simple model in this space, which is that we all can have an impact intended. That is, how do we want to leave people feeling around us? But actually what matters on more in the world is our impact felt. And we cannot read our impact felt. We need people around us to do that. Trying to make a difference in the world, trying to make a new future come about and not have feedback on how you're coming across, how you're landing and how you're leaving people feel around you. You're just not doing all you can do. So my second big message is make sure you have a great support team. People from whom, who are your trusted network and people from whom you can ask for that honest feedback about what's your experience of me? What's it like to be around me? maybe on a good day or on a bad day and get that feedback to grow your leadership. Exactly. And I'm sorry in a way that this whole feedback concept and 360 often arrives inside of a context or along the lines of we need to sort your issues. We need to address your weaknesses as opposed to a much more enlivening context which is there's opportunity here for you to learn and make an even bigger difference. Isn't that fantastic? Grow your strengths. The question that I often ask people is, what's your super strengths? Hmm. And remembering to keep hold of that helps me to be at my best more of the time. What helps you be at your best more of the time, Steve? So... I'd start with relationships. I'm really lucky in that Sharon and I have a good laugh together. We have a good laugh. We have good chat. We can help pull each other up very easily. And similarly with the three kids, uh, I'd say we're pretty much a fun. If you're with the Radcliffe's, you're, go, you're going to be having a good time. Um, so relationships, starting with family, And then I have my Sunday night Zoom with my three mates from Oxford. And I said to them the other week, I have no idea why, but I always come off our calls feeling better. Uh, It's just something mysterious happens. I think some of that, by the way, just to drop a level, is what is really important to me, really, really important, is feeling safe. I can be at my best when I'm feeling safe and I can be rubbish when I'm not. But the second thing which can help me be at my best is thinking about how can I help others even more and how can I write an article or do this podcast or run a conference or whatever it might be. So the whole creative, uh, sharing my creating ideas, sharing ideas, can give me a real buzz. One of the questions that I learned from you is is to ask leaders, how good are you at helping people to feel safe around you? I think it's a really brilliant question. How good are you at creating safety, a safe environment in which people can be their best? I really enjoyed seeing the findings of some research just a few years ago, and it was 
after I'd been asking this question for many years. And the research was done by Google amongst their teams to try and identify what were the ingredients which had the most high-performing teams be high-performing. And people were expecting it to be a, a clever makeup of the team, relevant experience. But the ingredient, by a mile, was the most important, was there is a feeling of safety in the team. And I thought, oh, good, a bit of research backing up what my gut's been telling me for a long time. Um, I'll ask that question more and push people a little harder. When do the guidelines allow you to meet each of your individual colleagues and sit on a park bench and just talk? And there may not be a business agenda, but you can arrive bringing a safe space. I think particularly important at these times. One of the things that I've started doing is virtual walk and talks. Hmm. So in my coaching practice, I've I've off I've for a long time worked with people via Zoom one to one when we've not been co-located. But more recently I've been encouraging people to have the coaching conversation as a walk and talk so we've we've had the conversation and are having the coaching conversation virtually and this might involve sitting somewhere albeit we're not co-located but sitting and pausing and simply having that conversation connecting with each other in that way I recognize that not everybody can do that but when you can that is a that's another source of fuel. We are each other's fuel. You're having a bigger reach, Steve, through having developed Fed Future Engaged Deliver online. The book Leadership Plain and Simple is a bestseller on the leadership bookshelves and is widely read. Let me go back and say a few words about Future Engaged Deliver because there was a moment in my journey, another pivotal moment. And I can remember metaphorically standing in front of over 200 books on leadership and reflecting back on 20 years or so of consulting. And the moment of insight was realizing that the leadership industry was constantly overcomplicating the topic. I decided I'd go in the opposite direction and simplify everything. And if there's another thing I'm pretty well known for, is taking complex matters and situations and keeping them plain and simple. What I realised was that all these books and all these theories and so on could all be boiled down to there's always three parts. And the three parts are future, engage, deliver, or if I expand on them just for a second, if you are thinking about making a bigger difference in the world, then you've got to start in the future and what does that difference look like and where do you want to take people to? But the difference you want to make very probably will be bigger than you can make yourself. You'll need people to come with you, so you need to engage them. This is different to talk at them. Engage them so they want to come with you. And then thirdly, you can't stop after having had ideas about the future and having conversations with others. You've got to get on and do something which is why there is something called Deliver. And what I'm really pleased 
a team of us, yourself included, over the last few years is I really believe we've made a bigger difference than we could have done by having Future Engage deliver to pass over to others. Having written the book, it was time to create the video version of the Future Engage Deliver messages, and we called it Fed Online. And it's in the early days of backing up our wonderful live consulting. My picture for the future is that whoever we interact with uh, as consultants in workshops or Zoom or however we do it, they then have Fed Online in their pocket to at any time click a button and just have a refresher video about the importance of relationships or the ingredients to be engaging or whatever it might be. And I feel very good that it's another brick in the wall that I'm trying to build uh, that I can leave. I can leave Future Engage that deliver the model in place. I can leave the book in place. I can leave the, the video version in place. And in a few months time, We'll also have the Fed Leadership app. So we are truly in the new cyber digital online space, even in our grand old years. I think that's so exciting because it means that whoever has access far and wide can reach for it and use it and have different conversations because of it. Yes. As we come to the close of our conversation, Steve, what you would have people consciously practice in growing their leadership. Conscious practice is an important part of growing and flexing leadership muscles. What would you encourage three conscious practices to help listeners and would-be leaders, wherever they are, whoever they are, to grow their leadership? My top three would start with, uh, you've got to be excited about the future you want to build. And it's got to be connected to what you care about. When I was writing the book, the phrase popped into my head is that when you are alive with a sense of future you want to create, you are up to something. And what it is you're up to is connected to what you care about. So that to me is the center, the core and the starting point of you making a bigger difference. Get in touch with what you care about and get clearer on what you want to be up to. That is number, number, number one. Second piece is you can be alive and buzzing with ideas, but the bringing of others with you all flows from your impact on others, how you leave them feeling. So this is the territory of you and your relationships. So second item is please learn about through feedback from your support team about the impact you're having and what helps you bring people with you, and what helps disengage them. Don't try and work that out by yourself. And the third one is a repeat of what I something said earlier, which is don't travel alone. You must have a support team. They'll help you get back on your bike. They'll help you give you that feedback. And they'll just generally help you feel, I'm not alone in this. And... Not only is there a sense of I am up to something here, but even more powerfully, it can be fantastic feeling 
we are up to something together. That's the magic that engaging others and having a support team can bring you. Thank you, Steve. And thank you for being up to something together with me in this conversation. And I'm so pleased and proud of our partnership and what we've managed to do together. I am very, very grateful for our trusted partnership of many, many years. I describe you often as my informal mentor. We have definitely walked side by side on this leadership journey. It's lovely to have been in conversation with you today. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Annie. To find out more about Steve and the Future Engage Deliver approach to leadership, go to www.futureengagedeliver.com or email Steve on steve at steveradcliffe.com. To listen to more inspirational stories, do visit my website, www.annietownend.com or listen via Spotify, Buzzsprout or iTunes. If you would like to be a guest on Leaders in Conversation, I would love to hear from you. Please contact me via my email, annie at annietownend.com.